Welcome back everyone to Stay in Your Lane with Triple T Transport. I'm your host, John Maley. Today we have another special guest, Craig Fielding. Happens to be the CEO, founder of Fusionware is the name of the company, agricultural and tracking software in a TMS system. So I want to uh, extend a warm welcome, Craig. Say thank you for participating and joining and uh, share a little bit about um, Fusionware and, and how you guys uh, came about. Well, first, John, thank you for the invite. Uh, this is a kind of an exciting podcast that I've been in, invited to here and, and to be able to discuss, you know, a little bit about Fusionware and, of course, Triple T and the services that they offer as well. But uh, Fusionware, we actually got our uh, beginnings and genesis uh, in TMS and logistics around moving produce around the country, and that quickly evolved as we uh, acquired and, and had some uptake in uh, some pretty large growers across the United States. And it evolved quickly from TMS and logistics into a full-blown produce supply chain engine. And uh, since then, we, we've grown significantly. We handle uh, a large percentage of the Frito-Lay shipping business and McCain and, and many others. And we now handle a lot of fresh produce as well as frozen produce. Uh, as well as just general uh, TMS and logistics as well. Since we got our start in TMS and logistics, uh, we have customers that just use our systems uh, strictly as a uh, TMS system as well. So, you know, we, we've grown quite a bit. We started in 14 and, uh, and now move, you know, thousands and thousands of loads every single day, 365 days a year. Well, it's got to be exciting. So you're looking at about the past eight years. It has really taken off. Yeah, and, and we, we see these uh, kind of stair-step elevations. So, you know, as we add additional services, it allows us to expand our, uh, our, our clients and, and what they can actually uh, process through our system and collect the necessary data points. And as such, like I said, we, we, we have a, a pretty uh, eclectic mix of, of growers, shippers, uh, processing facilities uh, all across the Uni uh, United States and North America. Well, and I don't think a lot of people listening today really understand uh, when you say supply chain and, and software, what it is truly, you know, how, how important the element is that you bring to the equation from a food safety perspective. I think that that is, is probably uh, uh, a very important part of the, the timing and your growth. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, when, when we jumped in, we were kind of at the beginnings of a lot of the regulation around food safety. As far as uh, food safety and regulation been around for some time, but it's been really, uh, really strengthened uh, over the last eight years. And not only by the government, but even by some of the large players like Walmart and others. And as we got involved with that, what we found is a lot of the large companies had the manpower to, to try to manage some of that on their own. Uh, in-house, but the smaller grower shippers and the smaller players, it, it was, wasn't cost-effective. And so that's what I really appreciate about our solution and what we're offering, because we can walk into even a small grower shipper uh, and handle all of the, the, the tight regulations around that food safety, it, even for you know, mom and pops, if they're running a five-man show all the way up to you know, uh, companies with thousands of employees, we can play in that entire mix. From basically from the seed to the table, you're in the tracking and, and tracing from a food safety perspective. Now, you know, 
I've been doing this, this is 28, 29 years for me here at Triple T. Uh, we, we have noticed uh, a major shift uh, in the past 20 years from a food safety perspective. I would say the past 20 years, it's really become an issue. And I think the past, I would say, since 2011, it became more of an issue, I think from a contamination perspective, uh, you know, a, a terrorist perspective, and then a safety perspective, all of the above. So the past, I'd say 10 to 12 years, we've seen a, a major push where, you know, our shippers are, are vitally concerned about, you know, commingling product where before it wasn't an issue. Uh, so you're seeing so much uh, that, that is running, I think, empty space on trailers at times because of food safety and seal integrity. Uh, that, that that has been a, a different impact from a cost perspective to us and our shippers where, you know, you could go pick up something at one location and run over to another and grab something else. Now you, you really have to look at should they be on the same trailer together where 20 years ago, didn't matter, nobody gave it any thought and shut the doors with the forklift if you had to to get it on. It's just, uh, it's amazing that that I think the accountability has gotten to where it, it has to be today and that you guys are here to bring that, you know, the solution for the, for the small and the large shipper to the equation where, you know, at Triple T, if we pick up a load that's not sealed, you know, we normally are asking for a seal and we're asking for the shipper to seal it if they don't because there's integrity behind that behind their processes. If we, get, if we get a shipment picked up and there is no seal because it's a third party location or any of those scenarios uh, or a COPAC facility or a COMAN facility, we normally try and immediately notify all parties involved and seal it and document it at that moment. And then we go back and, and trace the timelines for it from every perspective. If we have a unit that, that maybe goes down or is acting erratic while we're under a shipment, we're immediately tracking box temp and, and tracking where it is, what our timelines are, and getting everybody involved so that we're not putting a, uh, our shipper or ourselves in a claim position. We work closely with our carriers to do these things, uh, which is you know special from our side, but we don't often get to see your side of the, of the table, you know? Correct, yeah, and, and just like you say, John, that what the last 20 years have done and that evolution of that process has, has really driven uh, companies to, to really tighten up their, their processes and procedures. And what we're, we're doing along with, you know, supplementing with what you, you're doing as a shipper as well, is making sure that there are those requirements. So when they go to produce that bill of lading, any of the shipper confirmations, we can actually drill down and, and say that the receiver said, hey, this has to arrive with a SIL on it. Uh, we can actually require that as a field. So before they can even produce that bill lading to hand to you, that has to have a SIL identification number right on it as well. And, you know, a lot of times that, you know, it, you can just, a lot of the companies that we were dealing with prior to Fusionware, you know, they're running off of a Word document, even sometimes a paper document that they're just filling out with, uh, uh, carbon paper. Well, uh, 
but I think that's a that that stops the processes from getting you know away from shippers. If you're allowing and notifying them that before the the bill of lading can be produced, we need to go ahead and assign a seal number to this, and, and from a processes perspective, that has to be in place. We still unfortunately find shippers that don't, and then we're going back documenting and relying on what we have for documentation from a timeline, uh, transit time, a timeline, and, and documenting everything so that the product does get received because, let's be honest, you can't throw every load when there's human error involved. And, and there's some common sense to it. I mean, if you know it's not been tampered with or it was padlocked uh, in these processes and not sealed, then you know it's up for you know for shipper and and uh, receiver discretion on what processes they want to take, but even between you know uh, two facilities on interplant shipments sometimes for shippers, human error is involved, and there's no seal, right? And you know we normally catch those processes not you know not being done. Occasionally one will slip through, but then it re- we have to go back to rely on our habits here. So we've had to tighten up and change um, the amount of accountability that we put in the sense of urgency on our timeline information and tracking for our shippers in case these things happen and, and they get missed. Agreed. Yeah. And like you said, there's just so many nuances uh, that, that you have to face on your side to be able to capture that. You've already mentioned several times that you do a multi-pick, a multi-drop, and how do you how do you seal that trailer? And then you know from the first pick to the second pick, you have to make sure to send those those individual seals uh, along with the driver so that it is actually sealed up and and in place after that that second pick or third pick and fourth pick. I mean, we've seen uh, some absolutely crazy things come through our software where there's sometimes you know seven eight picks and seven eight drops. Mm-hmm. And, and how is that managed from a SIL perspective if it's required on the receiver side, uh, all the opens and closes uh, every single time? It's a challenge. Well, it, and I think when you're going into so many different facilities, they're not all owned by the same people. They're not operated by the same people. So their uh, SOPs are different at every company, right? So, you know, we're the one constant from an accountability perspective, and at the end of the day, we're the one that's gonna have the product sitting on our trailer. Instead of, you know, we'll deal with it when we get there, we like to be proactive, and and if there is not a seal, we require that the driver seal it right then and there, note it, communicate to all parties in email, right? Uh, through our EDI processes, so when we, when we, when we up, make the updates, it uploads to the software, so the updates are real-time and, and marked. Um, but we require that, that they be sealed. Now, the difficulty, as much as we want perfection, is always in the multi-stop deliveries with different receivers. The shipper may send you out with bills and seals, and you give the, the paperwork to the, the stop, and they, they lose your seal. And then, you know, who do, who's documenting and who's sealing the trailer from an integrity perspective between the stops. So all of that comes into play where, you know, 20, 30 years ago, nobody cared. 
it was not an issue. So um, by this time, I'd say we have handled some very large major recalls in the past 15 years, I, w I would say, is a, is a good timeline where, you know, you've got uh, some major shippers throughout the United States. I'm not going to mention names, but they've had re recalls. And then their ability to do recalls is, you know, is the, is somewhat reliant on do they have your services or not. Right. From a, uh, a lot, uh, a date code, a lot code from a manufacturing perspective. And, and I think it's somewhat easier when you're tracking manufactured product, whereas the agricultural products, you're, are you tracking it down to the field where it was grown? If it's all been processed through and handled through fusion, where we actually go even further than that, uh, for example, potatoes, we actually go back not only to the field, but to the seed that was planted in that field and the genealogy of that seed. And what I mean by genealogy, there's generations of that seed. And so if they're using our entire life cycle, we can, we can pinpoint and say, not only was it in this field, it was this particular block and lot, and it was this generation of seed. And here's the lot of the seed as well. So bear with me and humor me here. Um, when we've done recalls for, for some of the major shippers over the past 15 years, uh, I think from our perspective, there's a trust there that we're going to get it taken care of in a timely manner. It becomes a sense of urgency situation. So when there's a recall that we've dealt with or that I personally have dealt with for some of the major shippers that I work with, um, I'm going all the way to the, to the warehouses, the DCs, the stores to make the pickups. We're also providing, you know, a proof of destruction for everything that's requested. So they're, they're pulling large amounts of data, putting in a spreadsheet of where it went, you know, what day it arrived, what to go collect, what what lots, what SKUs, et cetera, were affected. And then we actually will go arrange the dumping of the product uh, all the way down to proof of destruction. So we're running out of time here, Craig. Uh, we're gonna pick this up on part two. Everybody watching, uh, welcome to uh, continue watching part two.